Welcome back to Moving Forward. We hope to be a blessing as the Word of God is open, as we sit down with others who share their experience in ministry, and as we encourage you to move forward in your walk with the Lord. And now your host, Trey Mayfield. Welcome back to Moving Forward. Glad that you joined us today. Today is an episode that I am excited for. We have with us Richard Moses. Richard, thank you for coming on with us this morning and just give us a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? Where, where are you serving at? And uh, what's your stage of life? What's up, Trey? Uh, it's good to be on here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, it's been good just talking back and forth with you over the last couple of weeks about what we're going to be doing. My name is Richard Moses. I am an assistant pastor in Toledo, Ohio. If you don't know where Toledo is, it's right south of Detroit. Um, and I am the worship uh, media and young adults pastor here at our church. It's called McClova Road Baptist Church. Um, I am from, originally I'm from Florida. Uh, I ministered for several years out in Nevada. Um, I spent a couple of years in New Jersey ministering at a church. Um, when I was 17, God called me into full-time ministry, and uh, I love to preach. I love to sing. I love to help people. I love to use creative elements to be able to get the gospel message out, so that's why I love stuff like this podcast. Um, I'm a Christian first. Uh, I'm a father of two wonderful boys, and my wonderful wife, Elena, ministers with me as well, and we are just loving what God's doing in our lives Um Thanks for having me on this conversation. I'll just preface everything today with I'm not an expert on anything. Uh, I don't know everything, um, but I know what God's teaching me. And I've learned so much even just in the last um, year of my life. And uh, I am always thankful for an opportunity to share with anybody. So if you're older or listening today um, and you're like, man, this guy's still got a lot to learn. You're right. I do. Uh, and if you're younger listening today and I can help you, um, I just hope that something I say, um, under the Holy Spirit's power today will be something that'll be beneficial to your life. Yeah. Amen. That's great. And, uh, I, you have your own podcast as well. That's that I, I enjoyed listening to sparking conversations. If you guys are it's not mine, it's not, it's not, it's not just mine. Not yours. It's, it's not, there's not a group it's of a us collaborative. That, that we haven't, we haven't done anything in, in a long time. Um, so okay. if you, the content's still out there. Uh, we're hoping to be able to do something again soon. But yeah, check, yeah. check it out. Sparking Conversation. Yeah, check it out. Go back and listen to some of those episodes. Those are, were great um, kind of ministry pointers and advice. And I and, uh, love to hear those. Um, today, we want to kind of bring up the topic of motivations and ministry and kind of maybe some encouragement for, for anybody that is either in ministry right now, or just they're just normal churchgoers. Uh, you're going to church. Maybe you've been in church your whole life. And uh, we just want to kind of be an encouragement to you today. Um, Richard, when we talked about kind of these, these uh, what we took some notes about today, we kind of quickly discussed about the motivations in ministry. And do you think, is there is it possible to, to be in ministry and have, maybe you're in it for the wrong reasons? to hold a position of either authority or maybe you're just serving. Is it possible to do that for the wrong reason? Yeah. So the Bible tells us, um, the God is speaking Jesus and he says, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. And so if you hear the voice of God and you're following Jesus Christ, you're wanting to know what the shepherd wants you to do. Um, when you are ministering to people, you're ministering to sheep. And as a shepherd, you want to be able to lead those sheep to know Christ in a deeper way. 
So you say, can you do that for the wrong reasons? I mean, obviously, absolutely. I think some people could be leading in ministry for the wrong reasons. Do I know a personal example of that? No, I don't know any personal examples of that, but I'm sure that that happens. But Jerry, I think, I think the bigger question or the more important thing to just establish is if you're called into ministry and God is leading you to help people, it is much more than preaching on Sunday having a great program and uh, great graphics and cool social media. It is dealing with people and it's knowing intimate details about people's life and not letting that cause you to see them or act differently to them, but allowing that to help you minister to them uh, in a great way. And, and, and to be very transparent, this is something that I've had to learn over a period of time. Um, there's a difference between attracting a crowd and ministering to people. Anybody can attract a crowd. Uh, a, a pastor of a large church said to me one time, he said, it's not hard to grow a church to a thousand people. It's hard to grow a healthy church to a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with that because anybody can gather a crowd, but very few people and people that are called uh, can minister to people well and really help them in the difficult times in their life. So uh, if you're if you're wanting to minister to people, then then ministry is a great thing for you. Uh, if you're wanting to have a place where you can speak every week, then just be an evangelist. Just go door to door and speak, yeah. um, because yeah. ministering local church ministry uh, is so much more than just getting up and speaking on Sunday or leading some songs or designing something cool. It's people. It's all about the people. And I I think to just kind of go off of, of what you said, it's it's easy even. Even for someone who maybe is not the pastor or is not a Sunday school teacher, or whatever, just a, a normal churchgoer, it's very easy to sometimes even go to church for the wrong reasons, even uh, participate in some activity for the wrong reasons, because uh, either we feel like we this is a box that we have to check off our list, or uh, this is like some spiritual duty that I have to do, so I'm just going to do it, and maybe my heart's not in it. Um, it's easy to even develop some kind of judgmental spirit as we look at at those next to us and maybe they're not performing uh as as we are either we're ahead of them or we're behind them you know we're, we compare uh, with each other and it's easy for that to become like this mentality right and we end up even going to church maybe for the wrong reasons where we're just uh our heart's not in it we're not going to worship god we're not going to what the purpose of the church is to edify each other to build each other up uh, as the body of christ and so Richard, what are, what are some things that you think could kind of help uh, stay away from that mentality of, of thinking that I've got to perform or thinking that um, I'm comparing myself with others for the, that, that bad motivation? How do we stay away from those motivations and, and kind of have a, a pure, a, a right motivation in service and ministry? I, I, think it's, I think it's twofold. So one, somebody once said to me, they said, how do you know if your heart's in the right place? And they said, you have to ask yourself the question, what frustrates you about what you're doing right now? And so if you look at the church, oftentimes church members, what frustrates church members? Okay, if we're talking to ministry leaders, they don't like the style of ministry. They don't like the change in the carpet color. They don't like this new song that we sing. They don't like the changing of service times, right? And a lot of that is just because people don't like change. But what frustrates you often tells you why you are doing something. So if I'm getting frustrated because I'm not getting my way, then I'm doing that because I'm self-serving. I'm not looking to serve. 
If I'm frustrated because somebody doesn't like me, then I'm doing that out of pride. I'm not doing that out of humbleness. And so the, those things that frustrate you are often triggers um, to show you your motivation behind something. But I also say this, your motivations must be led by the Holy Spirit in your life. Um, I really believe this, that too many believers don't know how to listen to the Holy Spirit in their life. Um, my pastor recently has been really just preaching some messages on listening to the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you in your life. Um, my wife and I, over the last year in our life, God has just torn away a lot of things that we have held dear or that we thought were going to be, um, or that we even, uh, um, uh, would go back and say, you know, I would never do it that way. I would never look at it that way again. Um, and the only reason I can say that is because the Holy Spirit has been able to come into my life and through intimate time in the word and intimate time in prayer has been able to uproot deep feelings of, um, honestly sin that I didn't even know were there. And it's all because I let him speak into my life and I let the power of God work in my life. And then looking back, I can say my motivation now is exactly what God wants it to be. And I know that where God has me is because he's led me here and not because I have manipulated a, cir a circumstance or worked through a circumstance or figured out a mm -hmm. circumstance. No, but God has brought things along my way to say, Richard, here's what to do next. And I have the peace of God that passes all understanding because I'm keeping my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus alone. I like that. I, I like what you said about, you, you, I think, what predicates all of this. What what predicates the, the motivations is that first, if, if God is going to speak into my life, I must be spending intimate time with him through prayer and through Bible study. I think as Christians, it, it I've, even pastors and, and leaders in the church, it's hard you get in this in this rut, right? This schedule where you're just busy, your time fills up, and uh, you're just doing, doing, doing that. You kind of neglect sometimes that time with God, that intimate uh, alone time where where you're pouring your heart out to God in prayer. You're asking Him to show you. Uh, you're getting in the Word and searching to know God more. Um, and so I think it's easy when whenever we we get away from that, whenever our roots are are no longer maybe as deeply planted as they once were because they're kind of shriveling up because we're not getting the nutrients that we need. And so maybe something that can help us to have proper motivations is first, I've got to spend time with God. Like you said, it's that intimate, right? Yeah, And I would say too, it's, it's not necessarily quantity of time, but it's that quality of time. I know that's a, that's yeah. a, a punny phrase, but it's true. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who's going to watch this or, or what your audience is, but I know speaking from personal experience, I've, I have two little kids at home. Um, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so anybody watching this that has a three-year-old and one-year-old knows that you get up early and you stay up late and there's not a lot of time in between the day. I've told people before, if I don't get with God before a certain time of day, it's going to be very difficult to get with him. Um, and just to be honest with you, you know, physically, it doesn't matter how hard you work, you're always going to be tired because you're up late, you're up early, and you're always working through things. And so, you know, you hear the stories of these these uh, heroes of the faith, if you want to call them that way, and they've said things before, you know, you know, anybody that's not getting up before, you know, 530 in the morning and getting in the word of God, you know, there's no way you have a walk with God. Um, right. And I, I know the heart behind that is right. But whether it be you be young or old in ministry and you be watching this, quality time with Jesus every single day looks different for every single person. And so somebody who's brand new in the faith, they don't even know how to spend 20 minutes with God. 
They don't even know how to spend five minutes in prayer. Somebody who's been saved for 15 years um, or 20 years or 50 years, they've developed, God willing, a relationship with Christ over a period of time that they can spend five minutes with God. And it's an incredible five minutes with God because they have a relationship with God. And then there's often times where you need to pull away and you need to look inward and you need to spend long amounts of time. But if you think about your relationship with your spouse, you and your spouse spend time together every single day here, there, and elsewhere. But it's about the quality of that time. If you see, if you, if you go home and you just sit on the couch all night and watch TV and never talk to each other, you're not having any quality in your relationship. But if you right. take three minutes every night and talk and say, Hey, you know, how was your day? What did you learn? Who did you talk to? What are you reading? How were the kids, et cetera, et cetera. That is quality time that is deepening that relationship. Um, and so when you're trying to find out what God wants for your life, you don't have to spend copious amounts of hours just pouring over this decision. Just spend right. time with your Savior, Jesus Christ, and have that relationship with him. And he will reveal it to you. He'll let you know what your heart is and what is the motivation behind it if, if you let him. That's great. It, and that, that reminds me of, of what David said, how he, he asked God to search him, to search his heart, to try him, right? And many times in our lives, we have these blind spots in our own lives because we have not asked God to search us. We, we, we want to purposely even sometimes block out what we know to be blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we don't even see that, wow, I am such a problem in my own ministry mm -hmm. or, or I am the biggest uh, enemy that I face, right? And uh, I mean, that's a that's a truth that we don't want to face up to sometimes, and uh, and it always helps to start uh, to to start everything with a right walk with God, with asking God to search your heart, with with spending time with Him, quality time, and uh, that's great. Now, Richard, uh, I'm sure you're you have seen this as as I have. It seems like ever, you know, even especially ever since COVID. Um, People just aren't returning to uh, church. Maybe they're like it's. We're not seeing any return to normalcy almost. And and now we're seeing uh, small churches who were on the the brink of of ending uh, because of COVID have just stopped. There's there's been many churches that have closed. Uh, I've there's there's been missionaries that have come off the field and and not just because of COVID. I'm 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 just saying that we we've, we've kind of noticed it more. But why are why are pastors quitting the ministry? Why are missionaries coming off the field? Why are normal everyday church people quitting church, quitting God? Uh, we see this this trend of people. Maybe it's because they had some expectation. Uh, they they had some expectation from others forced upon them, and they thought that they had to live up to something. Uh, what do you think? What why is all of this happening? Do you have anything to share? Well, again, I like I don't have all of the answers on, on every sure. subject. I just have opinions and I have the word of God that kind of guides yeah. those opinions. Um, the Bible talks very clearly about those who have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Mm. And so I think number one, you have to go to the fact that there are people that live in our generation today that feel close to God and they are working to get close to God, but they don't have a relationship with Christ like they should. Um, if you look at the Galatian church, the Galatian church, God even said, he said, I see your works. Like I see you working hard, but you don't know me. You've left your first love. And I think a lot of times in our 
Western American culture. And I was just in, a, I was just literally in a staff meeting this morning and we, we talk about the Bible together in our staff meeting. And we were talking about this very thing. Um, and we said, you know, oftentimes in our Western uh, eyes or our Western mindset, our Western thinking, we think success equals and we fill in the blank with numbers, finances, data, whatever it might be. But in, yeah. in, in all reality, Trey, and, and you and I were just mentioning this before the podcast started, in all reality, success in the God's eyes is doing every single day what God has called you to do. And whether it's two people or 2,000 people that he's allowing you to minister to, you doing what God wants you to do every single day is what success is. The problem is, the reason, if I were to ask me, the reason that I think pastors fall or pastors stop pastoring or churches close is because they've stopped tapping into the power of God in their life. And they've stopped relying on God to do the work and they have relied on a formula or they relied on their, their hard work or their grit or their personality to get them through. And there is no substitute for the power of God in your life. There's no substitute for listening to the Holy Spirit. I think the second reason is there are guys who, and I, and I know from personal experience, this one, there are guys who have stepped into ministry and they never had any business being in ministry. They were told their whole life, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to be a pastor. You're supposed to be a youth pastor. You're supposed to be a missionary. Well, why? Because your grandpa did, because your dad did, because some, uh, Mr. So-and-so did, whatever it might be. And they've stepped into something that they never had any business being into. And listen, there is no problem saying I love Jesus, I want to be a part of a church, and I want to be an accountant. There's no problem saying, I love Jesus, I want to be a part of a church, and I want to be a nurse or a doctor, or I want to be a, 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 an influencer or whatever you might be in today's society. There's no problem with that. Churches need good church members. There are thousands of churches that are dying because people that love Jesus aren't attending those churches. And so there, there's just as much use for a great church member who loves Jesus as there is to a great youth pastor that loves Jesus. And in God's eyes, one is not greater than the other. But what we've been taught, especially in our Western culture, is that there is sometimes or somehow uh, something better about doing the job of a youth pastor or a worship pastor or, or something like that versus just coming to church and being who God called you to be. Um, and don't allow, I would encourage you, don't allow guilt um, or, or pressure from anyone to be your Holy Spirit. And don't make a plan and ask God to bless it. Don't say, I'm going to be in ministry. God, I hope you bless me. Say, God, do you want me to do this? Because you'll find very quickly that ministry is not easy. And ministry is all about people. And people are messy. Wherever there's people, there's always problems. And so you've got to realize that you're stepping into something um, that is going to have to cause you to lean on Jesus like never before. And so I believe pastors fall or close their church or don't be pastors anymore. Um, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes because they've just lacked the power of God in their life or because they should never have been doing that in the first place. Yeah. And it reminds me of what, what God said to the prophet Zechariah to Oh, tells Zerubbabel, hey, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, mm -hmm. saith the Lord, right? We can't do anything in and of ourselves. Jesus said it himself Absolutely. in John 15, right? Except, you know, without me, ye can do nothing. Yeah, uh, We're just a, a dried up branch without right. being attached to the vine, right? 
when we're in our culture, we look at people and we say things like, this person has uh, this talent or that talent, or they can speak or they can sing or whatever. And so we say, that's got to be somebody that God's going to use in ministry. And, and I go back to, to David and Samuel. You know, God says, Samuel, don't look at all these guys and their outward appearance. He said, look at David, my servant. And what did he say? He said, because he's found favor because his heart is what God wants it to be. And that's where I say it's got to start with, you've got to be who God wants you to be in order for God to use you the way God wants to use you. And if you, and if you get everything right on the outside, but you miss the power of God in your life, then you missed all of it. Yeah. I think it's so important to, to understand that, that when it comes to serving God, when it comes to just living the Christian life, it's, it's all, it's all through his power. It's, it's God that works in us, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. It's God that started the work that's going to perform it to the day of Christ. It's God that said that he's faithful to help us to accomplish the work that he's called us to do. Amen. And uh, it's it's great to always keep that in mind, to ask God, God, what are, what are some places in my life? And and if you're listening and, and you're kind of wondering, how does this apply to me? Uh, how does this apply to me? Because I'm not in ministry. I'm just, uh, I sometimes I don't even go to church. Okay. Whatever situation you find yourself in, ask God to get alone with God. Get into the word and ask him, say, God, will you please show me? So, so open my eyes that I can behold wondrous things out of your law. God, show me areas in my life, some blind spots that I can that I can fix, God, that I can be you know, fully surrendered to what you've called me to. Because maybe, God, you haven't called me to full-time ministry, but God, you've called me to be a Christian, and I want to do that. And so um, if, if that's you, if, if you haven't done that, if you've not surrendered to God, if you're confused, if you're maybe you're upset at church or or whatever it is, use uh, the the mercy that God's giving you. If you if you're still breathing, it's because of God's mercy. Mm-hmm. It's because of God's grace. And uh, make that decision to to just let go of uh, the bitterness maybe that you've experienced from a hurt in ministry or or uh, because of someone in church, and let that go and say, God, I want to I want to give my my heart and my life to you, and you use me as you see fit. And uh, I think that's just the best thing that we can do is just to be fully surrendered. Richard, would, would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. And, and I would just add, because you're right, some people might might watch this and they may not be in ministry and your context might be different. But if you're looking for, a, a number one, a conversation of, God, is this what you want for my life? Like, I'm, I'm open to that conversation um, and I'm here. Please feel free to reach out. I think Trey would say the same thing. And then I, I would say to maybe the unbeliever, God does love you. Jesus does care about you. The Bible says that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And it doesn't matter how dark or gloomy or depressed or mentally unstable or emotionally unstable that you feel, there is great peace in knowing the power of God in your life. And anybody can receive that. And so if you're watching this, listening to this, whatever it might be, and you just are so confused, don't stay confused. Like we're here to help. We are ministers beyond just a screen. Um, we want to minister to your heart. We want to minister to your soul. Um, and so don't go throughout uh, through another day, not knowing where you'll spend eternity and getting that peace in your life. Yeah, I would totally agree. And um, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Um, Amen. Don't, don't wait another minute, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're blessed to be able to be here. We're blessed to be able to, that, that we woke up this morning is just a miracle in and of itself. And so, um, I hope that this episode was a blessing to you, um, whether whatever context that you find yourself in. Uh, we, reach out to us. Let it let us know if, if this episode was a blessing. Like it. Uh, share it so that maybe it could be a blessing to someone you know. 
someone going through maybe some hurt in ministry. But uh, Richard, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciated that this morning. Thank you for the invite, man. It's an honor. Absolutely. Guys, we'll see you next time on Moving Forward. God bless you.